0: Cornelius! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and you're very welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Cornelius. My name is Cornelius, and it's great to be here. It's great to be outside the hallowed turf of Parky Cueve. Parky Cueve, it's a January morning, the sun is absolutely bursting through the sky, and I'm looking up into it now and I have to squint. A silhouette of gorgeous trees and, and, and houses above and the old Black Rock Road. And there's a couple a well, father and a daughter walking with their dog at the far side and then Ooh, the, I'd, I'd be careful
1: with that. <laughs> Just kind of making assumptions that it's a father and a <laughs> Do daughter you know, I'm not with each Like all them over, right? No. No, I think you're spot on.
0: It's a go- it's it's what i try to say anyway, it's a gorgeous day, and I'm outside and um I am absolutely I'm in great form. But before we start the podcast, I have to give a shout out, as always, to the West Cork Beer Company. Beautiful Beard company down in Clannockilty in West Cork. Colin is trying to grow a mustache at the moment. I've had a mustache fail. I went to get my beard kind of trimmed up and I forgot to tell him not to go at the mustache and he kind of trimmed up the mustache. and Now I just have a, like a regular mustache so I can't seem to. I won't, definitely won't catch up with Colin anyway um, but I'm going to try and grow a sexy 17th century um, styled mustache this year. I don't know. It'll be, do you think it'd be a good look on me?
1: I think it'd be a great look on you but I mean it, it's all about the context. Are you going to get rid of the rest of the beard or is the beard going to stay?
0: Well what I like about it is um, you have to keep a beard but you can kind of trim your beard shorter to accentuate the, the moustache And I've been thinking for a while I think I might like to have my beard a little bit shorter for a while So this gives me a good excuse to do that whilst having a funky fuck ass moustache I, think, I, I
1: think it's important, I mean if you look at people's haircuts you'd never ask for You know can I, can I get it really tight on top and quite long <laughs> on the sides Because that's going to look terrible So I think it's the same with the moustache and your beard. (laughs) You don't really want to grow the beard long and have the moustache. Kind of what you have at the moment is is kind of the wrong way around. Yeah, it's the wrong way around. The moustache is short and the beard (laughs) is long. Whereas you can get away with the other way around, long moustache, short beard.
0: And you can have a, like a, kind of a nice, although I have to lose a little bit more weight so that I can get the jaw kind of going on. Because I think if you have a good jaw and you've got a short beard, I think that's a kind of a good look. Whereas I've kind of got a jolly jaw at the moment. A jolly jaw. jaw. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, anyway, get out to the West Cork Beer Beard Company, guys, um, and get your all their products off them. They're absolutely fantastic. Beard balms, beard butters, beard oils, brushes, balms, cults. Dogs, they're selling mice, they're selling hamsters now as well. Um, <laughs> get on to them. Uh lads, uh, I'm loving the reviews. I got a new review in on iTunes and I just want to say thank you to Ed o. L. I think I know who the L O L. No, Ed L Ed O L. That's who sent it in and he gave a really kind of a cons- like great podcast, loving it. And that was it or something like that. Do you know there was like I like I liked the, that it was concise and mm. it was to the point, but um I'm too I'm two five star reviews away from 50 and if I can get that this week lads I just uh, I'll ejaculate all over the no, place No Connor, I'll
1: be honest I haven't given you a five star review yet so you're only one away now
0: Well I have uh, there's a f- there's a four star and a three star on there as well so like <laughs> please don't Give me a three or a four star or a two or a one star, or I'll track you down like kind yeah. of that kind of way. And if you're going to be giving me a review, this No, week, I'll give
1: you a five. Will you? I, well, it depends. I'll, right. I'll listen to your back catalogue and see if it's worth the five.
0: Well, that's great. Um, you know, I may as well bring you on onto the stage. So. I think I've already
1: come onto the stage. I've kind of sidled my way onto it.
0: Can you kind of give the listeners a snapshot of. I think I didn't do it as beautifully as you could do it. Give us a kind of a snapshot of where we are, how you're feeling, what's the crack. But before that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Mr. Dominic Mccall.
1: Uh, great to be here, guys. Great to be here. Um, well, when Con asked me to do this podcast, I said, yeah, we'll we'll do a podcast. And, you know, we were thinking of doing it in my apartment. But then I thought, if the day is nice, why don't we go down to the new park that's right beside, that's in the shadow of the hallowed turf of Porky Cueve. We are now down here in the Marina Park, which is this new expansive park that they've built in the shadow of the stadium. And it's absolutely gorgeous. It's perfect for skateboarding. It's perfect for walks. It's got these big open spaces. It's very kind of un-Irish in, in that respect. I think it looks like something you might find in Berlin. And the weather is absolutely gorgeous. It's stunning. The sun is beating down on us. It's quite frosty and chilly, but I think that adds a certain magical quality to it, Con. Mm. is that, is that a, Have I painted the picture well? I love
0: it. I love it. Absolutely perfect. There's the father and daughter combo. <laughs> I wonder, are they're definitely daughter and father. There's, like, I mean
1: you know or or maybe kind maybe of older man and
0: young lover well, I was just going to say he could be like one of these daddy guys that, you know loaded on business in Cork for the week and a sugar daddy would sugar they, dan- they be
1: taking their dog for a walk maybe is it, it his dog maybe it's just a stray dog it's just kind of yeah but he doesn't maybe, a maybe the dog is like ooh I, could g- I think, <laughs> think I could think get in this. that's a bit more kibble for okay. me <laughs> okay Do dogs eat kibble what was is that kibble I don't know I think it's an American thing I should have gone with pedigree chum <laughs> dried biscuit or something
0: pedigree <laughs> chum um damn i'm going to start off right with the word association game you know this game i give you a word um you give me just a sentence a word or a phrase or whatever pops into your mind right um phone head silence beautiful
1: love everything hair
0: luscious <laughs> 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 Ambition All consuming Acting Me Science Ooh T V Hell Mother Love Male
1: The Old Country Father Wisdom Queen Cake
0: Brothers Love Beer Nah Friends
1: History <laughs> <laughs> No I did use noises At a certain point Cam, But I think I think the listeners Will know what I'm getting at <laughs> um,
0: Brilliant Brilliant um, Science You kind of What was your noise for science
1: Science was ooh, ooh. Kind of a Kenneth Williams From those carry on films <laughs> Ooh <laughs> Yeah it's, it's kind of it's, it's, I've, I've, I've almost rediscovered My interest in science Particularly given the The nature of what's going on In the world right now Because I would have studied A lot to do with Epidemiology Microbiology, virology, all the ologies in that respect. Codology, codology. I did a module in that. <laughs> I didn't really like it. I did a codule in it, <laughs> if you will. Um, so yeah, it's it's my my interest in it has peaked again. Like for instance, last night I was discussing um, the finer details of PCR with with my better half and how how they're able to determine the viral load from a PCR because all PCR does is amplify a genetic sample. So how do they actually tell what's in there? Uh, Anyway, it was an interesting conversation, and I found... I Actually, it reminded me of a story when I was doing my final year in UCC in microbiology. I was having a chat with my supervisor, and she was asking me, like, well, what do you do in your spare time? Because we are talking about science, and I was talking to her about maybe not continuing in science and maybe going into acting. She's like, what do you do in your spare time? And I was like, well, you know, I I like to train, and I like to play computer games and hang out with my friends. She's like, so you wouldn't read scientific papers in your spare time? I was like, that is the last thing I want to do mm. in my spare time. Cause she was saying, oh, yeah, if I'm not going out or if I'm not going for dinner or something on a Saturday night, I'll just sit down at the computer and I'll read scientific papers. And I thought and that was just... would get enjoyment out of it, like? Clearly, thoroughly, like. Yeah. And I thought that was absolute madness. I was like, the last thing I want to be doing when I come away from a lab is to read scientific papers then. But lo and behold, during the lockdown, I found myself looking at, how is fructose metabolised different now from glucose? Yes, and I was yes. looking up the literature and I was like, oh, shit. It's yeah. hap- it's finally happened. It's like I'm doing this, nobody's forcing me to do it, I'm doing it my free time. I'm actually I'm looking it. up and I'm loving it. I'm fascinated yeah. by it. You're shooting up on instead of heroin and on kind of like I'm shooting up on science. <laughs> Getting high on science. <laughs> Hook it to my veins. I love that though. Yeah I, I
0: fucking do you know what I love in life, right? I love when someone finds a passion and they fucking grip onto it and they're unashamed about it. And like like there's nothing to be ashamed of it, obviously He's everything. saying you should be ashamed you should be absolutely on your hands and knees apologizing to everyone for right. being to be into science at this day and age, but you're not you're ashamed about it no but I, what I'm saying is I, like genuinely that y- you've got a pa- like your passion isn't exclusive if you know what i'm saying like mm. you know you've 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 coming from you're coming from a different background with uh like f- acting and comedy for the last couple of years, and now you're looking at this. Uh, as a possible, you know, game changer in your life.
1: Potentially. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I was reading um there's a, there's a wonderful book called Bounce. It's by a guy called Matthew Said. Said, Said. Um he's a world champion table tennis player. Oh, Matthew Said. You've heard, <laughs> Is that, is that the name, of Said? <laughs> right, Said, Matthew. Um it's it's about uh, the myth of talent and the power of practice. That's the tagline of the book. And What's the name th- of the book? It's Bounce. It's really good. And it's it's about like all these people that we think are child prodigies are actually just people who've gotten their 10,000 hours in at a very early age. They've become masters at a very early age through practice. It's not through any innate physical gifts. And the other common thread... With these young prodigies is that they weren't forced into doing it like you see these parents at ga games or at soccer matches and they're roaring at the kid and they're like come on they're trying to kind of vicariously live out their unfulfilled sporting dreams and the kid is just eventually going to go well fuck this i'm not i'm not doing this anymore because i'm doing it for him or for for my mother i'm like i'm not doing it for myself so for for to be real passionate kind of has to come from within if if you're coerced into doing it it's always going to be for somebody else, and you're you're eventually just going to drop it and drop yeah. out, you know. So uh, if I was reading scientific papers back when I was in college, I would have been doing it for either for show or for someone else. I wouldn't have enjoyed it. Whereas now it's like you're totally just doing this for yourself.
0: That's mad, and it's it just goes to show as well that like, you know, time, wh- who you were ten years ago, who you were twenty years ago, who you were thirty years ago, is a totally different person to who you are now because like let, let's let's say like in, in this example in your example like 10 years ago if I had said this to you if someone had said this to you you would have said I'm absolutely mad 20 years ago it might possibly be in your zeitgeist because you were probably a student at the time your dad would been saying it you might have had some sort of implied pressure to do it but th- you back then didn't want to do it so you were like gone almost 360 right back to uh, that's 20 years ago but now Loving it mm. and enjoying it, yeah. And it's that. That to me is I, I love that because that means it, you can get out of any situation you are in life. You don't have to accept where you are. You don't have to accept the 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 glass boxes that people put you into. You can fucking live your own life. You can like I just because like obviously like I think you're a superb comedian, an unbelievable actor, and you're probably still going to do all this as well. I'm not saying that you're giving up that career or like, but like, you know, I also know that 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 doesn't define you that you're just not that mm. and i i love i love seeing that in people it's very brave i think it's a really brave trait to just kind of be who you i think being who you are being yourself your true self is the hardest thing to do mm. on this planet i
1: i think there's a <coughs> there's an interesting thing that i've noticed with people in the artistic professions and i almost think it's like the love they have for it or the what they're addicted to as such is, is actually transformation. Mm. So it's this feeling of like, I'm now transforming myself into something else. Like if you look at people who've had a very long artistic career, I'm thinking of people like David Bowie or Madonna or whatever it is. How many transformations have they gone through? They've totally revamped mm. their image. They've revamped you their sound. Like. You too as well, yeah. yeah. So I think... I think part of what appealed to me was like this kind of transformative element of it. And I almost feel like I have to be doing that all the time. Otherwise, I feel like I'm static. Mm -hmm. I have to be transforming, either whether it's physically, you know, improving my health or doing this or doing that. Or I have to be trying something new or different.
0: It's the creativity that drove you to uh, the art world originally, probably. Like, because we're all like I'm the same. I'm like, I have to be creating something. I have to be doing something different. Moving myself forward creatively, um, but it's not like you're applying it. You're not even applying it. It's just within you. It's but you just have different interests mm. along with acting and comedy and like like for example the science the science side of you, like even during lockdown, the very first lockdown I remember talking to you above in um, what was that place when you were living in Grange uh, Frankfield in Frankfield, yeah. like and I remember you talking to me like this is only coming into my head now as we're talking here. Uh, I remember you telling me, oh, yeah, I'm doing a lot of reading. I'm like reading papers and I'm doing like research, l- looking back into my old texts and stuff like that. Um, this is no, I wasn't
1: was reading my old like SMS messages <laughs> or anything like that, you know, my old textbooks, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and and you were with with Glee, you were telling me and I'm really enjoying it. And I, like we
0: would be talking at the time that um, this is great now COVID we're having. We're looking forward to getting back, but thinking that we're coming back in, you know, in a month's time or two months time. And we're using this time lug- luxuriantly. But obviously, you you rekindle the love during this pandemic for something that you possibly thought you'd never love. Mm. I fucking think that's amazing.
1: It is. It certainly is. I mean, there, there, there's always a trade-off, though. Like, if you think about a scientific career versus an artistic career, scientific career might have stability and regularity. It might not, but it certainly would have more than an artistic career. But the trade-off is it can become a bit monotonous. Like, yeah. I remember working in a microbiological lab and a lot of the time you're just pipetting. You're just literally taking a little bit of liquid from one little tube and putting it into another tube and you're doing that over and over and over again. And obviously it has a, a function and there's a reason you're doing it. But it's a bit like, Christ, am I going to be doing this now every day for the next but 30 years? That's up
0: years? to you though, isn't it? That's up to you how you decide to move forward with this. Like... We were talking before this started and you were saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, you could be a lecturer and you can do this. Because I, I definitely, and I don't know now, I'm just speculating here. Like, I definitely don't think you're going to give up, like, you know, performing in, like, you know, in the arts. I mm. mean, it, like, it you can you could possibly live a life in implementing both of those, you know, depending yeah. on what way you want to go now, obviously. But, um, like... I couldn't see you in a lab for the rest of your life.
1: I don't know if I could either. And and I think I need to, and I was saying this to you, I said I'd save it for the podcast, but I'll say it now. I might save it for the podcast, if you don't mind, Con. Um, <laughs> that here, um, I'm trying not to make decisions now, based on the last two years going, well, it's kind of shit being an actor, because there's nothing on, and theatres are closed, and every project you had that was going to go ahead got cancelled, so why would you be an actor? Like... It is a very unusual set of circumstances we've had over the last couple of years, and I'm trying to bear that in mind, but it still does really sap any enthusiasm yeah. I would have for it.
0: Yeah, no, I get it.
1: But I not to that. be negative. Let's move no, on to something positive.
0: Okay, well, you wanted me to to ask you this earlier on and it's a it's Did I say save it for the podcast? You did? Could we, would you mind
1: if we save it for the podcast? Oh wow. Well, oh Jesus, okay.
0: Did I did you ask me to remind I did you? I certainly did, Con. Okay, um so here we are. Seagulls, go what's your I, I problem with seagulls man.
1: <sighs> I don't well I do you're fascist. right I do have a, pro- do have a problem <laughs> <laughs> with them so my my apartment is situated on the third floor which makes it the fourth floor off the ground if that okay. makes sense so there's ground floor one two and three okay and we have a view kind of over the eastern side you could probably even see it now looking no you can't see yeah, it I mean, at all I'm actually my eyes closed all so right, okay. all. <laughs> you're just listening to my voice are you <laughs> That's a bit, that's a bit strange. But so I we we are positioned so that you can see kind of a large uh, area of sky, if you want to put it that way. Skyscape. And what I've noticed is I was like the first time I saw it I was like, Wow, that's interesting. And then the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth time I've seen it, it's like okay there's a pattern here. Relations between seagulls and crows are deteriorating. Right. And I fear there's some kind of a war going on, a turf war, if you will. Are you serious? I between promise the crows you. And the between seagulls? the crows and the seagulls. Watch out now for aerial battles between these two chaps. Okay. And I think the seagulls are actually pushing the crows out of the... No, I'm landlocked. I'm right in the middle. So I don't but this is the thing. It's not coastal. Seagulls are in pushing inland. They're what? starting to become... They're almost becoming an urban animal is now. Is this inland, Like though? the fox. Um, This this is inland. This is, is inland, it though, yeah. the, the, like we're
0: Like, we're very... I know close we're by the
1: water, and I know my apartment is by the water. Yeah. But... It's and not there's
0: a dock like a hundred, two hundred yards. away. It is,
1: there. it is, it is. But it's it's more that they're pushing into cities. That's what's interesting. Normally they would have remained kind of by the water. They would have stuck by the ships, etc. But now they're pushing into the cities. They're becoming and like. The crows don't like this. Well, the crows hate it. Yeah, it's their turf. The crows and the pigeons had kind of an uneasy it's like the accord. The it is exactly. And and, 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 who, I, and seagulls are very big. They're very big and they're very aggressive. And there's actually because uh, I did a bit of research before I came on the podcast. Um, you you actually can't. Touch their nests and you can't touch their eggs, they're protected because I think that's a general rule, except in one location in Ireland where those rules have been relaxed Balbriggan. Why Balbriggan? Because they're an absolute scourge in Balbriggan. I lived in Balbriggan for about a year, approximately. I, I remember that, and I was like, Jesus, these birds are incredibly irritating. They make noise constantly, they're extremely aggressive, they shit all over everything. If you'll pardon my French. I, and per- it's I was like If I had a little weird, but whatever Well exactly I should have used the French If I had a little Kind of air rifle now And a Vendetta
0: you're like your man in fucking uh, uh, in Schindler's
1: List, who's like fucking just take it off the little. The the <laughs>
0: What's his name? Oh, uh,
1: Ray Fine, Ray Fine. Jesus Christ, I'm I wouldn't. I, say Gut. Say I'm like, I, I wouldn't just say I. would am like him t- now. I wouldn't say I'm like him now. Um, but and I never did take out any seagulls for the record. But I was I was looking at this and I was like, Jesus, there's something going on here. The seagulls are pushing the crows out, and they're yeah. ganging up on them. And I like crows. Yeah, and I, I prefer to have my my towns occupied by crows than seagulls, but it's oh. just something for the listeners to keep an eye on. I'll tell you now, I've have, I've have issues with crows. Oh, here we in go. All right,
0: I love birds as well, right? I love and in my house we've got a lot of little robins, a lot of little finches. They're small, and I throw crumbs, and they come along. And then the crow comes in, the big bastard. And crow comes in, and akin to the, the seagull, just comes in, and the lads scatter. Or if they're ca- if they're near a, um, a, a particularly Large slice of pan or slice slice of bread, and they're nibbling off it. The crow will just come, take the whole slice away. You know? So
1: you're kind of saying that the crows are now getting a taste of their own medicine from the I, seagulls. I
0: think I think the seagulls are dishing a little bit out. Right. And I think that's, but that's kind of life, isn't it? The big guy, like the big guy pushes monkey. the little
1: guy. Well, it's certainly the law of the jungle. The law, of whether the it's right or wrong. Yeah, well, it's it's certainly the, the animal kingdom. Yeah. Anyway, it's it was just, a something. Aggression. <coughs> it's just something the listeners should keep an eye out for. And I mean, you know, are you team are you team crow or team seagull? <laughs> There's a bunch of seagulls now. Uh, are you team crow or team seagull? Uh, maybe you can let Con know in the comments section. Um, what, what I was going to say to you when you were saying Because I'm team crow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've you've encountered seagulls twice now, though, in two new places where you've lived, right? You should Google tonight. Well, I'll ask you to Google. I might actually send this on to you. I probably will, because you won't Google it. Okay. Your spirit, you spirit, and al- 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 the spirit animal. Uh, ah, Christ, I hope it's not a seagull. i tell you, I hope it's not a seagull. I'm telling you, if there's nothing st- noble about a seagull, you don't know, though. The spirit animal of a seagull might have uh, a lot of like weird, like every time I see something well, not every time, but a few times when I see something reoccurring in my life, like the robin, everyone see, sees a robin, they think it's someone from their, from their past, yeah, and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. Coming yeah. Back to see you. Um, who knows? Maybe the seagull is like uh, a Viking. I think, I think it's the I
1: defecation. That's that's my main issue. It's it's my problem with pigeons as well. I'm not a big feces fan, Conan. You know that about me. You've never got into it. You're I've never, never gotten into, into the stuff. I can't stand the stuff. I want to get rid of it as soon as possible. <laughs> and it's the fact that it's just so ubiquitous. They'll just shit all over everything.
0: And it, are they getting onto your um, windows?
1: No, 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 no. Okay, so no. just out—is have you a landing? In it, we have a tiny little balcony. Um, they're, they're not going in there See, There's one now flying across as we, as we speak Ollie, look. As the crow flies <laughs> <As it were. laughs> The most majestic, beautiful yeah. w- It looks like a dove it No, I think like it's freedom. actually a dove I don't think that's a seagull now That is a dove, I'd say Yeah, is it? that is a dove
0: There we go, and that's hope now, man um,
1: That's hope <laughs> right there Anyway, uh, yeah, it could be my spirit animal I hope it's not And um, <laughs> I, just, I just like to see them kind of reined in a little bit Yeah Because I'm a crow guy, you know Yeah, you're, f- yeah.
0: you're full on gr- I'm kind of a robin I think I'm a robin Or a finch
1: Oh, I love the songbirds. Yeah. Yeah. I, d-
0: yeah. I do like a thrush.
1: Do you know what I saw recently? And <laughs> we'll move on from birds now. Over the summer, um, twice in fact, three times in fact, a buzzard. Ooh. A buzzard. A beautiful bird of prey. A three times. Once I was climbing, I was down towards Ring of Skiddy. And yeah. I was climbing a hill up there. And the person I was climbing with was like, oh, that's a buzzard. I was like, no, it's not. And then she pointed it out. And I was like, holy shit, that's yeah. a buzzard. Second time, I was down... There's some mountain down near Clonakilty, What's it called? Oh, there's some lake. Loch Eyne? Lock, is that what it's called? Loch Climbing up by Loch Eyne, and we were able to see a buzzard from above. Wow. That was gorgeous. And then the third time I was in my garden during the summer with my family, and I heard this noise from the sky. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Ah, oh, that's a buzzard." And I looked up, and lo and behold, it was a buzzard. And Beautiful.
0: They, they they hunt like small mammals. They do, like, like rabbits, mice and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If,
1: if the rabbit is small enough, they'll small enough, yeah, they'll get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're noble. If, I, if my spirit animal was a buzzard, I'd be You'd like, it. you'd love yeah. to be.
0: But listen, the seagull mightn't be that far away from the buzzard. It might. Ah, the Jesus, give the me Seagull a break. could be a noble enough. I think you're not giving uh, a, a, a buzzard, buzzard
1: has more nobility in its 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 baby toe <laughs> than a seagull <laughs> has in its en- <laughs> entire body. Well, I'll tell you now, it's very interesting that you're talking about the Buzzards have toes. Anyway, go on. They have claws. They
0: probably. I'd say they is do. Is that
1: considered a toe?
0: Well, would there be a toe on the claw?
1: Maybe. The, maybe. What, the what's the appendage? Yeah. On yeah, the claw? yeah. Maybe it's. Maybe it's a toe. Yeah. Maybe it it's a, toe. a toe. Anyway,
0: Go on. <laughs> we we'll ch- There's a lot to Google. There's a lot to Google. Um, I want to do trending topics with Cornelius, Patrick, O'Sullivan with you, Right before we moved on to this, but like I'm going to skip two of them. Right, um, and I'm just going to go straight to. Uh, um, I was looking at. I looked up three of them uh, before for research for this for you, right? But the Ukraine is the one that's taken my fancy. Right. And I, think I if if I know anyone on the planet who might be able to to talk a little bit about what's going on in the Ukraine and that kind of whole world, mm. it might be you. Now you may. I might be completely wrong. Oh no. But,
1: am I right? Well, it's it's interesting you <laughs> should mention Ukraine. that because the Ukraine came up as a uh, other than PCR, the Ukraine came up as a topic of conversation in my household as well. And the Ukraine is a very interesting one because, you know, culturally and ethnically, etc., they were very much, they're Slavic, they, they should technically be East-looking, if you know what I mean. Um, they, they were part of the Soviet Union, um, but there's been a real kind of westward-looking gaze recently. Of the last kind of fifteen well years, this is in the Ukraine. One of the big issues, isn't it? They're kind of they're siding with Europe. They're going. We want to be part of the EU, NATO, exactly. And uh, for obvious reasons, Russia don't like that no. at all. Like Russia love to have, you know, Russia love to have a buffer zone between them and the West. Well, it's the Ukraine and Belarus. Belarus,
0: yeah. And then you're talking up north, and you're talking Latvia, Lithuania, and you're and actually Lithuania are going through turmoil at the moment. China has pretty much cancelled. Taiwan them. and yeah.
1: Lithuania are our best buddies at the moment. Yeah. they're they're shipping rum. Yeah, from Lithuania to Taiwan, and it's it's a very interesting nation to get involved between China and Taiwan. Like but yeah,
0: I, I I'm yeah, it's it's a it's a str- it's a strange one. But, but like I,
1: I think I think I think Russia are deliberately tr- probably trying to destabilize Ukraine, um, and causing problems there, and and they're just probably just looking for a reason to to invade.
0: Well, there's a hundred thousand troops on the border. Yeah, I, at in f- I was looking at a map this this morning. Four different locations on the ukraine border like maybe like we'll say if the border was like w- if 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 we're in the ukraine which is cork city the border is mallow like right you know yeah not far away no, 20 minutes no, away no. like hundred thousand, and they're slow and you can see the bases building up slowly and slowly and there's um there's talks going on in uh in europe today or it is today actually wendy have you heard of wendy sherman the she's a diplomat, an American no, diplomat, no. they call her the silver fox. She's meeting with this m- uh, Russian diplomat called, I've written down here, Sergi Rabrov. Okay. Rab- like the, s- the striker. <laughs> he, he didn't... Sergi Rabrov. <laughs>
1: he wasn't Shevchenko's strike partner <laughs> he, he back was in the 2000s, was he? He was unread with Shevchenko, but yeah. he couldn't produce He couldn't do for Spurs. He couldn't do it.
0: But there, apparently, the whole thing is that... Um, like there's, it's teetering on the brink. Apparently, like like there's a, a mass. Like um, uh, America are saying you you can't invra- invade yeah. Ukraine, and the US are saying okay, um, or sorry, uh, yeah, they're saying you can't invade, and Russia say, look, we won't invade if mm. Ukraine promises never to join NATO. They don't want anyone joining this North Atlantic Treaty organization because it weakens their. Strate- their strategic links and their historic links. Well, I think
1: NATO, in its inception, I could be wrong on this, but it was it was created as an anti-Russian mm. organization, basically. And I mean, all it takes is, and I think this happened in World War Two as well, where you know a few German soldiers dressed as Polish soldiers went across the border and started firing at the Germans, and then the Germans were like, "Well, okay, we've been shot at now by the Poles; they started the aggression. Yeah. In we go." And all it takes is a few Russian soldiers to dress as Ukrainian soldiers, go across the border. Start all the chaos.
0: Go on to the BBC web, BBC news website. I won't. Right, I'm you can't I'm make actually me. not talking to you, you at all. To two kids over there. Lads, all right. Go on to the. <laughs>
1: they're uh, they're
0: too but young for the BBC. They're yeah. They probably. Well, them go
1: get the but kids. Channel. They'll be on Bebo? Is it on Bebo? Beb-
0: Bebo C. Bebo C. And, and they're sorry, running away on. from
1: us now. So I think we might have scared them. Rightly so.
0: Um. Go on to the BBC um, website. The b- there's a, 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 a scroll down a bit and there's a clip today of um, a BBC journalist in Ukraine uh, close to the border where obviously all the Ukraine are backed up there now as well, they've got like a couple of hundred thousand on the, so they're all backing up against each other like, but there's gunfire going on at night time, there's gunfire going on at night time crazy, and it's, it's I think it's a kind of a tragedy away from it exploding because cha- there's a so, m- like, like we're all talking about COVID right, but there's we're on th- the world is on the brink of a massive world war yeah. as well, well there's,
1: been a real, there's been a real polarisation and and you can feel countries becoming more nationalistic, yeah. and it it's Where quite similar more nationalistic. There. They it's becoming quite similar to I- in feel to what was happening at the beginning of the 20th century as well. Yeah. So, now I thought I thought like this type of warfare would be a thing of the past, given the nuclear age that we're in. But it would appear not.
0: Well, the first person to use a nuclear like if anyone uses any sort of a nuclear weapon at all, yeah, I mean the retaliation would be
1: could potentially end. Everything. Well, what's it called? Mutually assured destruction. Yeah. If, as, like there's there's some, what is it? Automated response in the United States that if if a if a nuclear missile is detected coming from Russia or China or whatever, it immediately triggers a U.S. missile to be fired because it's like, well, we're going to go out. We might as well take them out. Take as, them out with well. us. Yeah. 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 And it's um, yeah, it's mad. And I think it's, it's like uh, me with the seagulls. You know. It, but that's I, why if, I went straight onto this. If there's I if, if I feel them sh- if us. I feel them shitting <laughs> on my balcony. I immediately shit back at them.
0: Like, the, the seagull is Russia, and the Ukraine is. My balcony. Is,
1: uh, the Ukraine is the fucking robin. And man. I'm NATO.
0: <laughs> and I'm. I'm <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm furious. But
0: I find it all fascinating at the moment. I, I'm, like, obviously morbidly fascinated by it because. And d- then I was listening to this thing about Ireland's neutrality and how neutral we actually are. We're not fucking we're neutral not neutral, at all. But if US
1: <laughs> ships are, or US ships, US planes are landing in Shannon, how are we neutral? We're
0: actually a, a strategic strong point for the US yeah. and for NATO, so we're a prime target. Yeah. Um, so anyone who's listening to that, I hope you feel a little bit safe. Happy New Year, guys. <laughs> Happy New Year. Um, yeah, so the other two things were climate change and the Queen, and I was like, nah, let's go
1: straight to the, because okay. I think we're, we're where? Are we doing for time? It's yeah. It's 25 past 11 now. How long are we doing? I don't know. I can't see it. Okay. I'll find out. You, you can, can call um, all that out, can you? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I might
0: save for the podcast. Kind of we'll, we'll, okay. we'll start the podcast in a few minutes. Do you mind if we start? Yeah. I've a, before I let you go, I have a few quotes, right? And I just think they might they might, um, they might, might spark a bit of conversation between the two of us. We're both big fans of Jordan Peterson. That's correct. And uh, he's got some fascinating things to say. When I say I'm a big fan of his, it doesn't mean I like everything or I agree with everything that he says. But there is a lot of sense that I think the man speaks, mm. and um, I like listening to him. I think he's articulate. Uh, I think uh, he speaks good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he talk. He talk real good. He no, he's a good talker. He can say things. Um, but I think what he, I don't think he means his words, and a lot of what he says makes sense to me. So here's the first one that I'm going to give you a quote and see if you've anything to say in it, and we'll see how we get on. So it's accept the terrible responsibility of life with eyes wide open.
1: Yeah, that that that's a particularly resonant one for me because even prior to coming across Jordan Peterson, my mantra was kind of pay attention. Mm. Years and years ago, even about 15 years ago, uh, my my mantra always it just felt right, pay attention because that's the key. And um Eyes Wide Open is a fascinating one because cause Peterson also talks about the prominence of the eye in old cultures and how important it is and how symbolic and significant like the Egyptian eye of Horus and eye of Ra Ugh. where they put they put paying attention as probably the primary uh, of, of, of primary importance mm. That that's the key and, and in my own life it's like the times when you do stupid things or the times when you make bad decisions, or the times when you're careless and reckless, it's because you're not really paying attention. Mm. Your mind is on something else. And so whatever you have to do, whether it's simplify your life, or straighten yourself out in a certain way, whatever you have to do to be able to pay attention most of the time, because it's not possible to pay attention all of the time, but if you can pay attention for most of your life, whatever you need to to do to achieve that, I think
0: you have to do. I fucking love that yeah. so much. Yeah, it's so true. Mm. It is so true. What it, and whatever you pay your attention to manifests. Then it's like it is the fundamental law of attraction uh, vibe as well. You know, whatever you whatever you concentrate, whatever you focus your attention upon, whatever you put your mind to, materializes. Yeah.
1: Well, I I love the I love the eye motif, and and I've always kind of been slightly fascinated by eyes, and and well. B- to bring it back to birds, birds of prey. You know their eyesight is like second to none on the planet, pretty much. And just that seagulls? whole. I- oh, Jesus Christ, I, I was on a, I was on a roll there now, and I've been dragged back down into the into the. Are dirt, they a bird of prey? Well. They're scavengers. Okay. They're, they they have to go with the seagulls. They again. lack the class of a bird of prey. Right. Know, talk to me about a falcon, a buzzard, etc. Although buzzards are kind of scavengers as well. But anyway, just this idea of like. You know. You can yeah, this is this is what I'm trying to say. Paying attention is the antidote to blindness. And it's it's not like it's not like, well, as long as I'm not blind, I'm fine. Blindness is almost the default state. Ignorance and blindness where your eyes are closed and you're wandering around in the dark and you don't know what's going on. That's kind of the default state. Any new situation you get into or any new environment, you're kind of I don't know what's going on here I'm effectively blind I'm wandering around I don't know whether I'm going this way or I don't know whether I'm going that way and the antidote to that is to start paying attention whether it's to other people or whether it's to your environment like I love watching people and their behaviour and saying okay well why is everybody doing this right now there must be something about that over there because people are not stupid like I, I don't I don't subscribe to this idea which is like oh the mass of people you know spoken as a collective oh they're all idiots like people will do things that are in their best interest a lot of the time or they'll do things that are conducive to their own survival so if you pay attention to what everybody's doing there's real wisdom in that to mm. be derived from it this is like a collective wisdom mm. if everybody is is doing one thing and you can pay attention to what everybody is doing you'll be able to discover some wisdom
0: that's fucking f- so well put man mm-hmm. it's so well put and I couldn't I like I zoned out for most of it. What are we talking about?
1: That's fine. I seagulls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's true. Whatever you put your attention to, and like, like, I, but even looking at the collective there, that's like they're honest to God, man. You're you're so right there. And if if more people just paid attention,
1: mm. their lives would
0: improve. Dramatically,
1: I'm 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 quoting someone now, and I don't. know And I'm, who I'm including myself there yeah, as well. of course. Because
0: attention span, and you and you said it like you said yourself, it's n- it's not easy to pay attention all the time. Yeah, and it is not easy because there's so many distractions.
1: But con, and I'm quoting someone here that I wish I knew who I was quoting, but he said that our our we haven't lost our attention spans; they've been robbed. Yeah, I said that. Which yeah. I think is a great... <laughs> that was you! <laughs> no, look, Jesus, I, I, I wish I was well, paying attention to me, who it was. Actually. It did not. Yeah, it dropped yeah. a little message in a bottle. Yeah. But it's a good way of putting it. It's like everybody's kind of blaming themselves. Oh, the kids, kids, their attention spans are gone to the dogs and our own attention spans, we can't watch anything for more than 20 minutes now without getting bored. They've been robbed. They've mm. been robbed from us. Progressively, our attention spans have been robbed. But you could steal it back. You can. But it's very difficult. It is difficult. It's difficult. Like yeah. I Actually, this, it is. this, it ha- this move towards... You can't do anything now without. Oh, you're going to have to download the app, and we're going to need your email address, and you're going to have to set up an account. Yeah. For everything. Yeah. If you want to buy this coffee and this yeah. this croissant, we're going. Are you a member? Am I a member of your coffee shop? No. Yeah, we are. Actually, you're I'm in the rat. You're going to have to sign up and be a member of our coffee shop before you can actually pay for that. All right. Okay. So can we have your email address, please? Everything is like this now. Yeah. You can't. Every electronic equipment, piece of electronic equipment you buy now is connected to your Wi-Fi. You have to set up an account. You have to download the app. I loathe all of that. Yeah, yeah, loathe I that loathe that. all yeah. of that. Yeah. I'm yeah. an analog guy anyway, but like, I just, I just, I just, I, just, I hate the way
0: that it's become like that. Yeah, yeah I do. Um, I think we're f- we're f- like I have so much more to talk. To you and I have a load of more of these, but I, I like if if we might try one more and close it up. But okay. like, if we try and do all, I have six quotes here. Well, give me,
1: give me, give me. Give me one anyway, and we'll I'm see. We're gonna how we have get a look at the next,
0: six, the next the next, next five, and we'll. Let th- I want to ask you them all. Like I've yeah. got a fucking this. D- like this one is sh- sh- is it okay. Okay, I'm 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 going to give you two. Right, happiness is a pointless goal. Is one. Yeah. And the next one then is to master a new technology. You have to play
1: with it. I'll start with the first one. Happiness. Happiness is a pointless goal. Well, you do hear people say that all the time. What do you want What do you want in life? I want to be happy. Mm. That's almost like saying, what do you want to be in life? I want to be full. I don't want to be hungry. Hunger and fullness are always going to be a cycle that you'll go through your entire life. Mm. As are happiness and sadness. They're fleeting emotions. Mm. It's not an end goal in and of itself. Mm. You can't say, I want to be happy. And, and as we've discussed before the podcast, it's like happiness has a diminishing return. So, what made you happy when you were 5, that's not going to make you happy anymore. And what makes you happy now is not going to make you happy when you're 60. You have to find new things to make you happy all the time. And it's, 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 it's almost like a frivolous goal. It's like, I want to be happy. Okay, well, does that mean that you're devoid of any responsibility or that nothing will ever make you sad? How realistic a goal is that? It's a, it's a non, I, I agree. And I or agree. I, never, I never want to be like, you know, I'd love to be happy as a goal it's almost like saying I'd love to never have to shower again I think I think what I think how I look at happiness is
0: it's something that I want to be or it's something that I aim to be or it's an emotion that I try to drink in or it's something that I try to emit. but I I I can't see it as a goal like whereas like yeah I want to be 10 stone or I want to be 11 stone or I want to write
1: a new hour or I want to I wouldn't you know, publish like, a book or. I'm just talking from my perspective yeah. here, like but i wouldn't I wouldn't even set it as a goal. I'd almost say like happiness is almost like a byproduct of of mm. doing things that are meaningful and important, and you know doing things that are good for other people's welfare will make you happy but it's it's a byproduct it's like it'll come as is sadness and you don't hold on to any of these things. I know that's that's maybe a quite a Buddhist way of looking at it, but it's like happiness will come, happiness will go, sadness will come, sadness will go. It's it's when you try and hold on to any of them that's mm. the problem. And setting it as a goal, I think, is not feasible. And it's a thing that that people do. It's the thing I do.
0: Um, is you will get. I, for example, if you talk about sadness, I can wallow. I'm a great wallower. I can you're one of the best wallowers <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, that's swallower. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> swallows oh, there,
1: are, there, are <laughs> there are kids there kids <laughs> riding little bikes around here please
0: um yeah sorry kids um but yeah but it's it it it's something that then like noel might say to me like every now every now and then if i get a kind of a bout of depression or something yeah. like that i can wallow in it and i can wallow in it a little bit long and then noel will might go and say come on now you know you need mm. to you need to move you, you can feel sad if you want to. that's fine but we have to
1: well i'm know. fascinated by that like why what's what and I I know exactly what you're referring to, like, but why do people decide to wallow in in sadness or in pity? I would say it's easy. It is easy, but also there's there's something real about pain. Pain is probably the most real emotion because you'd never you can never kind of fabricate pain. If you're feeling pain, it's real. Mm. You know, so if if some people have a feeling of like, well, what is real around me? Like, is my happiness real? Is it not? Are my friends real? Is my family? Do they love me, etc.? Pain, at least you know that's real. That's why people become... That's mm. why people would self-harm. That's why people, um, you know, effectively self-harm themselves in the gym by working out excessively. That's that's just mm. another form of it. So it's, it's... I can see why people would try and wallow in negative emotion because at least it gives them something that's real and grounded. Mm. Whereas positive emotion, you're kind of going... I'm happy now, but am I missing something? Like, am, mm. I, am I being kind of delusionally happy or naively happy where I don't know what's going on and that's why I'm happy? Because you see people who, you know, they don't have a clue what's going on and they're delighted. They're, blissfully, they're in blissful ignorance, you know? These, these little chaps on the bikes. They're, they're not aware of, of all the horrors of the world. Like, and maybe they're better off, but it's, it's not real. Mm. That, and, whereas pain is real, which is unfortunate, but it's the truth.
0: So joy isn't real. Is joy real? No.
1: It, it joy can be real but you just don't know it's whether it's real or not <laughs> it's fleeting i think yeah. i think
0: i think happiness is is fleeting
1: in terms of joy and stuff like that all right whereas pain can be lingering pain can be lingering and i would also to finish on this one i would i would choose um i would choose contentment over happiness i would choose meaning over happiness as well doing something valuable and important yeah
0: yeah I think I think if you're content with your life, if you're content with your decisions, if you're content with your day-to-day, I think ultimately that does lead to a type of happiness or a type of, mm. you know,
1: good feeling. Um, well, yeah. I actually... I know I said I was going to finish on this one, but you know that I have a tendency to write essays on things if, I, if mm-hmm. I get a particular topic. And I was trying to figure out what is what's a practice that you can maintain that is almost independent of everything else that's going on. So whether you're in a great place in your life or a terrible place in your life, whether the people around you are lovely or whether they're horrible or whether you know, you're know you're being lied to or betrayed or whatever it is, what can you do to anchor yourself or what can you do that's independent of all of that? And my conclusion is that the only thing that you can really do is to stop yourself from becoming morally corrupt. Mm. So if everybody around you is lying and cheating and stealing and doing all of this stuff, it's a difficult environment to be in. The only way that you can navigate through it, because some people can't get out of that environment, they're literally surrounded by these people, the only way you can get through it is by not becoming morally corrupt yourself. Mm. And it's given me great comfort is that in that I don't have to worry about the behavior of others, whether everybody around me is doing the right thing or not, or whether everybody around me is trustworthy or honest or whatever it is, or telling me the truth. The only thing I have to concern myself with is Am I morally sound? Have I have I stopped myself from becoming morally corrupt? Can I look myself in the eye? Are you truthful to yourself? Can I sit with myself yeah. peacefully? And if I can do that, that's that's the main achievement. Yeah, that is
0: um, that is a great philosophy to have and to adopt. Um, and it's very easy to um, it's very easy to not consider that way and 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 kind of go with the masses or you know like go at what you think is popular or. You know, fall in with the crowd, but like if you hold yourself to a higher standard like that, I thi- I think a lot of the issues that people will have like or like that, that that the general public have like with depression, anxiety, and stuff like that, if you're happy with yourself and with how you behave in general, the world is easier to
1: navigate. And I wouldn't even say happy. And I would I'd just yeah. say at peace, or at you can sit with yourself. You know.
0: Yeah, I I maybe happy is the wrong choice, but like just you know, um, yeah, if you're yeah, ju- ju- just w- like I'm going to use happy. I think it's an ev- for for me. It's like if I'm happy with the way I'm living my life, then I I feel it's easier to sit with yourself in the evening. It's easier to fucking you know your 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 head isn't racing ahead mm. with with ang- with anxious thoughts of oh what you know. And especially uh, like I'm not drinking that much now either at the moment as well. And I think um I think alco- alcohol ag- exacerbates that the the long lasting effect.
1: Um, well, it would certainly from a from a biochemical perspective it would certainly shut down the area of the brain that's responsible for that executive control Mm. the frontal cortex which is underdeveloped in people it reaches its maturity at about 25 years of age so under 25 people have a very tough time using that executive control function of the brain which would stop them from doing something stupid or damaging or harmful or hurtful whereas after 25 you kind of have that faculty to go okay one part of my brain is telling me yeah go for it eat this or snort that or drink this or do whatever mm. and then the other part of the brain the executive control function is saying don't do that you know it's not the right thing to do and it, it's kind of a muscle it gets exercised you can make it stronger I'm, see, I'm trying to see how long we've done We've
0: done this has been an, an absolutely. I think
1: we've done like an hour
0: and 45 minutes
1: <laughs> I, I can't see a timer <laughs> at all Con yeah.
0: we've either done 44 minutes or an hour and 44 minutes I okay. think we've done an hour and 44 minutes we're going to leave. What? It's now 20 to 12. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Anyway. Okay. You'll find okay. out when you're listening, I suppose. Will. Um, you will. We can cut all this out, can we? will start there now in a minute. Okay. Um, I might say it for the podcast. I'd say this will probably, this podcast will definitely have a title with Seagull in it anyway. Oh, Jesus! Uh, no Here that. we go. Um, thank you so much. My pleasure. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely a great chat. Absolutely amazing chat. And uh, we'll see you again soon. We'll talk to you again soon. Peace okay. and love. Thanks, hon. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Love you. Bye. Stay in by the wall.